0: Well, I'm excited uh, about this class. I'm excited about the, uh, the subject, love uh, to talk about and teach about leadership. John Maxwell says, everything rises and falls on leadership. Everything rises and falls on leadership. So success or failure is the direct result of good or bad leadership. Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 2 says, when the godly are in authority, the people rejoice, but when the wicked are in power, they groan. I've said this every week, so I need to say it again uh, tonight. Everyone is a leader. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're a leader. You may not think you're a leader, Uh, You know, you may not know that you are a leader, but you are a leader. Everyone is a leader. Everyone is leading someone or everyone is leading some organization or some team or some ministry. If you're a, a spouse, you're a leader. If you're a parent, you're a leader. Everyone has someone following them. Everyone has someone following them. Everyone has someone looking to them. So that makes you what? It makes you a leader. So if everyone has someone following them, if that makes every one of us a leader, then how many know we should take our leadership role very seriously? Because our leadership affects other people. Just yesterday, I had a surprise visit from a former staff member a a young man who was my youth pastor in midland about mm wow that goes back about probably twenty years ago he was my youth pastor uh in in midland and uh he was coming to to the metroplex for a uh he's a pastor and uh one of his parishioners was having surgery, and so he was coming, so he called and asked if he could come by and see me and see the building, and of course, I always take the opportunity to show off the building, and I certainly wanted to see him because he's a, he's a great young guy, and uh, so anyway, but in the course of conversation, he just, he just said, you know, pastor, he said, uh, when I was you know, your uh, youth pastor, he said, I watched you, and I watched what you did. And uh, he said, Many of the things that I do today, many of the things that I say today, and the things that the way I do things today is because of the way I watched you and I saw how you did things, and that's how I learned. And so everybody has someone watching them and looking at them, and and we are mentoring people. Uh, You know, back in the, you know, 25 years ago or 20 years ago, and he's my youth pastor, mentoring wasn't the buzzword then, you know. Uh, like it is today. Uh, but I was mentoring that young man, and I didn't even know I was, just by the fact that he was watching what I was doing and how I was doing it. And when he became a lead pastor and got the position that, that, that I have, uh, you know, uh, he, he just implemented some of the things that he saw me do. And, 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 and so, so, so we're all leaders. We're all leaders. Even if you don't think you're a leader, even if you don't feel like you're a leader, uh, you are leading somebody, and so you need to be very, very careful uh, because, uh, because our leadership affects other people. Well, the last couple of weeks, we've been call, talking uh, on what I call A-plus leaders, a little uh, lesson, a little series of lessons that I, that I put together called A-plus leaders, or I'm just talking about excellence in leadership, excellence in leadership. You know, if we're going to be leaders, and if we are leaders, well, then, you know, we might as well lead well, right? We might as well lead well. and We might as well lead with excellence. You know, it doesn't take uh, a whole lot of effort, you know, to be a, you know, maybe a a C or a D leader uh, or student in life. But it takes some effort, doesn't it? It takes some effort uh, to make A's, to make, uh, especially to make A pluses. And so I think if... uh, if if we're going to be a, if we're going to be in leadership and we are in leadership then then we ought to we ought to learn how to be a plus or excellent leaders so we're talking about a plus leaders let's let's go on from last week and let me tell you that our lesson tonight is that a plus leaders learn how to anticipate anticipate is the word today anticipate um What do I mean by that? Well, I mean that they are not caught off guard or surprised. They are always looking forward. Always looking forward and discerning the future. See, followers look around. That's what followers do. Followers look around. They look around at the circumstances. Leaders look ahead. And and they see the circumstances before they fully develop. They know what's going to happen before it actually does. Because they learn how to anticipate. They learn how to look ahead. And they look ahead. They look beyond. The circumstances. They know the circumstances are coming. They know what they are, but they look beyond the circumstances. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 25 through 27 says, look straight ahead. Fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Do not get sidetracked. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 25 through 27. So let's talk about the fact that A-plus leaders anticipate. Well, what do A-plus leaders anticipate, Pastor? Well, thanks for asking. I'll tell you the answer. Number one, A-plus leaders anticipate people. A-plus leaders anticipate people. What do they anticipate, anticipate about people? Well... First of all, they anticipate their reactions. A-plus or excellent leaders anticipate people. They anticipate their reactions. Their reactions to what? Number one, their reactions to problems. A-plus leaders anticipate people's reactions to problems. A-plus or excellent leaders know how the people on their team will react when problems arise. Now, remember, this, this, is, this is good leadership stuff, but it's good marriage stuff, too. Because marriage is a team, right? And parenting and, and, and being a parent is a team. So, this man, this works all the way down the line. Whether, whether you have, you're leading a, a ministry, whether you're leading uh, you know, a family whether you're leading a corporation. So, so remember that. You know, when I say some things, say, well, I'm not leading a ministry or I'm not leading a corporation. Well, are you leading a family? It applies. So A-plus or excellent leaders anticipate people. They anticipate their reactions, their a- reactions to problems. A-plus leaders know how the people on their team will react when problems arise. How many of you have, that have been married more than, say, 10 years uh, know how your spouse is going to react before they react to certain situations. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me repeat that again. A plus are excellent leaders know how the people on their team will react when problems arise. They know which people, they know which people will need them most and they will be ready to assist them. So they see this problem developing, or they see in the future this problem is going to arise. They don't wait until the problem arises. They anticipate the problem, and they anticipate the reactions of the people to the problems. And because they do that, then they are ready to help certain people who will need their help. Some people will need their help more than others. Sometimes it's good to meet with certain people before something is presented to the whole group. In other words, if you're going to, uh, uh, if you're going to uh, present something and you know that's a potential for a problem or potential for, you know, uh, some division or whatever, sometimes you need to have the meeting before the meeting. And sometimes the meeting before the meeting is really the official meeting. For instance, when I felt the Lord uh, leading me to change the name of this church to the Grace Place from from New Bethel, I I had meetings before the meeting. I didn't meet with everybody. I met with everybody that was a part of the old Bethel church, the original group, because I knew they were the only ones that had any ownership to the name Bethel. But they had held that name for 45 years or so. And so I knew they were the only ones that had an attachment to it. And so I thought if anybody's going to have a problem with this, it's going to be the old Bethelites because they've got a history with that name. And I wasn't trying to take their name away from them, I was just trying to obey God and do what God told me to do and go in the direction God was wanting me to do. But I didn't, you know, I honored those people. I didn't, I didn't just get up one Sunday and say, you know, we're going to have a meeting uh, next Sunday and we're going to ch- vote on whether we're going to change the name of this church or not. You know, I didn't do that. I, I sat down with every, I got my list of, of, of our people in our church and I went through and I put a check mark by everybody that I remembered was a, the original group of, of, of the Old Bethel Church. And I called every single one of them, and I invited them to a meeting, and I sat down with every one of them, and I just shared my heart with them, and I just told them how that the Lord had spoken to me, and how I felt this was the direction of the Lord, and what I felt the Lord was wanting to do, that he was wanting us to change our name, to become the grace place, and the direction God was, you know, on and on. I I gave, I had the meeting before the meeting, and Every single person that I met with, first of all, they said, Pastor, we are so we are so honored that you would that you would take the time to meet with us and we thank you. And you know, and and yes, we feel like God is in this too, and yes, you will have my support. And so then when I had the official meeting with the whole group of, of people, uh, you know, the people that I thought might could I didn't really think they would, but the potential was there for a problem or, or, or a misunderstanding or hurt or whatever. so But I, I, I solved the problem before we, you know what I'm saying, I anticipate. I'm just, I'm not trying to make myself look good, I'm just trying to illustrate uh, what we should do. A plus leaders anticipate people, anticipate their, re, their reactions, their reactions to problems. But not only to their reaction to problems, but also their reaction to procedures, procedures. A-plus or excellent leaders know what the sacred cows are. They know what the sacred cows are. A-plus or excellent leaders are sensitive to how people feel about certain things. That's what I was doing with the meeting before the meeting. I was being sensitive to how I thought some of the people might feel about changing their names the name of the church. And so excellent or A-plus leaders are sensitive to how people feel about certain things. And so they use wisdom, they use wisdom and diplomacy when changing procedures that have been in place for a while. When I first came here 12 and a half years ago, I asked the board that was in place at the time I asked them what the sacred cows were. What are the sacred cows in this church? What is it if I change or I do that it's going to step on toes and cause problems? What are the sacred cows? Because sacred cows are like landmines. You don't want to step on a landmine. It'll blow you up. If a leader is new, it's best not to make any changes until he gets the respect of his followers first. Because most of the time people will fall I mean they'll follow you over a cliff. I mean they'll drink the Kool-Aid after they buy into you, after they trust you. But before that, you know, you just change the Texture of the toilet paper in the bathroom and you're in trouble. So people buy into people buy into the person before they buy into the vision. Write that down. That's good. People buy into the person before they buy into the vision. All right. A plus leaders anticipate people and how they will react to problems. to procedures number 3 to pressure how will they react to pressure a plus or excellent leaders anticipate how their people on their team or the people they are leading how will they react to pressure a plus leaders are aware of the amount of pressure each person on their team can handle including themselves and what the different causes of pressure is for each individual team member therefore a plus leaders steer their people through and around pressure let me go back to what i said about a plus leaders are aware of the amount of pressure each person on their team can handle and they're also aware of what the different causes a pressure and what they can handle uh, and it's different for some for some maybe it might be money for some people it's money money is you know determines you know if they don't have enough money or you know it's pressure for others it's maybe it's numbers for others it might be criticism. Whatever it is, A-plus leaders are aware of the amount of pressure each person on their team can handle, including themselves, and what the different causes of pressure is for each individual member on their team. A-plus leaders anticipate people, their reactions, not only to problems and procedures and pressure, but A-plus leaders anticipate people Not only their reactions, but also they anticipate their replacement. That's your next blank. Their replacement. A-plus or excellent leaders anticipate the replacement of people. Because people are not permanent. Some die. Problem is, it's usually not the right ones. That was a joke. One pastor said he was three funerals shy of revival. People are not permanent. Some die, some move, some are fired. Some won't change with you. Some won't change with you. We've already had a couple people quit our church because it's too big now. Just a couple, but it's too big now. Okay, we should stop growing, just let people go to hell. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Brian, can you erase that, please, from the recording? Hey, I'm trying to keep you awake. It's Wednesday night, okay? Come on, rah, rah. Okay, Um, people people are not permanent. Some die, some move, some are fired, some won't change with you. A-plus or excellent leaders are always on the lookout. This is very, very important. A-plus or excellent leaders are always on the lookout for other potential A-plus leaders. And they are constantly training people. So that when someone leaves a position, someone else is already trained to take their place. Write this down. It's not in your notes, but it should be. Today's emergency, today's emergency can be solved by yesterday's preparation. Today's emergency can be solved by yesterday's preparation. So A-plus leaders are always constantly on the lookout for other potential a plus or excellent leaders are people that could be developed into A plus or excellent leaders. They are constantly training people so that when someone leaves a position, someone is already trained, already trained to take their place. All right. So that's point number one. A plus leaders anticipate people. The name or the word for tonight is anticipate. A plus leaders learn how to anticipate. Number two, A plus leaders anticipate problems. A plus leaders anticipate problems. We touched on it, but we're going to get in it much deeper. Proverbs 24 and 10 says, If you fail under pressure, your strength is too small. Proverbs 24 and 10 says, if you fail under pressure, your strength is too small. Talk about three problem causes or three causes of problems. There are many more, but just talk about three tonight. Number one, decisions. Decisions cause problems. Every decision you make Causes some to be happy and some to be angry. Back when we were having two services before, we had the nine o'clock and the eleven o'clock, two three times a year on a, like a low Sunday, like a Labor Day or 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 you know the day after Christmas or something like that. If it was, we knew that it was going to be a low Sunday, we would just have one service. And so, uh, and so. You know, I knew that if if I said, okay, we're just going to have one service now, and it's going to be at 9 o'clock, all the 11 o'clock people would be mad at me because we're having it at 9. And I knew if I put it at 11 o'clock, all the 9 o'clock people would be mad at me. And so I would put it at 10 o'clock and just make everybody mad at me. Actually, it was just a compromise. But the truth is, decisions cause problems. Every decision you make causes some to be happy and some to be angry. When you change something, it helps some and hurts others. Every decision helps some and hurts others. For instance, in in the church, changing a date on the calendar. Okay, we've had a date on the calendar for three months now that we're going to have, you know, this uh, ministry on this particular night at this particular time. or we're going to have this particular event at this day and this time. It's been on the calendar for three months. All of a sudden, something comes up for whatever reason, a very good, hopefully, a very good, logical, reasonable reason. The date has to be changed. The date has to be changed. Well, for most people, it doesn't even affect them. For some people, it helps them. Oh, I wasn't going to get to come before because I had to work that night. And now it's on this night, and I don't have to work that night. So whoopee-doo, ha-ha, I get to come. But then there are other people that say, what? What? You're changing it. It's been on the calendar for three months. I went to my boss. I specifically asked off. I took a day off from work. Blah, 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 blah. And and now you're not having it on that date? And now I can't come because it's on the other date? You don't think Christians act like that, do you? When you change something, it helps some and hurts others. Some will understand and agree. Some won't understand and will disagree. So carefully think through every decision. Carefully think through every decision. Let me give you four questions to ask yourself before you make a decision. Because decisions can cause problems. So you want to make those problems minimal, right? So think through the decision because so often we shoot ourselves in the foot by the decisions we make. And most of the time it's because we didn't think through the decision. We just made the decision off the cuff. We didn't think through it. So ask yourself, here's four questions to ask yourself as you think through every decision. Number one, ask yourself, who will this decision affect? Who will this decision affect? If I change the date on the calendar, who's this going to affect? Second question, ask, how will it affect them? How is it going to affect them? Number three, ask yourself, how many will it affect? If you're dealing with a group, how, you know, you got a group of 300. Is this going to affect, you know, 30 or 3? How many will this, will it affect? And number four, the last question, not that, but it's just the last question I have. For, I'm sure there are other valid and great questions. But the fourth question you should ask is, to what degree, to what degree will it affect them? Well, you changed the time, so now I'm not going to get my nap. Well, I'm sorry you're not going to get your nap, but, you know, you'll probably live through that one, okay? To what degree will it affect them? So, A-plus leaders anticipate problems. Three causes for problems. Number one, decisions cause problems. Number two, delegation. delegation causes problems. And we're going to have a lesson on delegation before we're done with this class on leadership. Write this down, delegate, don't dump. Delegate, don't dump. There's a difference in delegating and dumping, and we'll talk about that in detail. Dumping dumping, definitely causes problems. OK, delegation causes problems. Back to our notes. Make sure the person you delegate to is qualified. And just because they breathe in and breathe out, that doesn't make them qualified. Make sure the person you delegate to is qualified and fully trained before handing the job to them. That's a lot of work to train them. It's a whole lot more work To fix their messes because they're not trained. Set them up for success. Not for failure. Before Pastor Chris came, he was following Pastor Steve, who did an amazing job here, was here six and a half years. We didn't just throw Chris in and say, sink, you know, swim or drown, you know, good luck. We set him up for success. I had Steve write a detailed list of what he did. I put them together for, was it two weeks, hon? At least two weeks before I had them both on staff for a couple of weeks with Chris. With Steve mentoring Chris and showing him the ropes, and 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 telling him who is who and who did what, and 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 here's you know here's the key people, and 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 then giving him a a, a, a list of, of what he did, you know, um, other things that that I fail to remember. But we did our best to, s- to set him up for success, not for failure. See, here's the thing: if they fail, they may not be willing to try again. If they fail, they may not be willing to try again. You're just trying to fill a post or fill a position, and so you just find somebody who's willing, you just throw them in there, and they, and they don't do well, and they, they fail, then, you know, you've, you've ruined them, and they're not going to be willing to try again. But on the other hand, if they succeed, then probably they will be willing to accept your next assignment for them. Okay? We're talking about anticipation. A-plus leaders anticipate problems. We're talking about three pro- causes of problems. Decisions cause problems. Delegation causes problems. Number three, demands. Demands cause problems. I mean, no, people don't like to be told what to do. People don't like to be told what to do. People must be led not pushed. Jesus called his people sheep not cattle. Sheep are led, right? Cattle are driven. Now, sometimes demands are necessary. And when they are, make sure the demands are legitimate. When demands are necessary, make sure the demands are legitimate, fair, fair. And achievable. Here's a good question to ask. Ask yourself, would I like it if I was being treated this way by someone over me? Would I like it if I was being led the way I'm leading those under me? Ask yourself. And here's something else you need to understand. Volunteers are led differently than employees. Volunteers are led differently than employees. And I teach my staff that. You know, I pay you so I can tell you. But you're leading volunteers. You ain't paying them. Now, I will tell you that even though I pay my staff and they work for me and they should say yes, sir, and no, sir, I don't tell them what to do. I ask them. Even though I have the right to tell them I am their boss, I ask them, would you mind doing this for me? Or could you do this? Now, if they say no, then I will say, uh, go do it, okay? Right? Because they do work for me, and I I pay their salary. But even though they work for me, they're my employee, I give them the courtesy. I lead them. I don't push them. I lead them. I don't drive them. I ask myself, how would I like it if I were in their shoes and I was being treated the way I'm treating them? All right, the last one tonight. The last one. We're talking, what is the word for tonight? Anticipate. A-plus or excellent leaders learn how to anticipate. They learn how to anticipate people. They learn to anticipate problems. And number three, A-plus or excellent leaders anticipate peaks and valleys. A-plus or excellent leaders anticipate peaks and valleys. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1 says, "...to everything there is a season." A time for every purpose under heaven. Every ministry has its seasons. Every marriage has its season. How many of you have been married for 20 years or more? Have you gone through more than one season? Every marriage has its season. Like I'm saying, this, this, this is applicable, not just for ministry, leading ministries, or leading corporations, but even in the home. Anywhere you're leading. Every ministry or every organization has its seasons. Growth season. There's the growth season. Things are growing. And it's a cycle. It goes it, it it comes and it goes. We're in that cycle right now. We're in the growth season. We're growing. Our church is growing. We're in growth season. We've gained a hundred people in the last year. We've gained 100 people the last, in the last year. I mean, attendance. I, don't, I mean, we've gained more than that in people, but I mean, actual attendance. We've gained 100 in actual attendance in the last year. We're in a growth season. Growth seasons are fun, man. Wow, mm ba ba Yeah, this is great, man. This is awesome. Oh, wow, we've got to go to two services. Oh, wow, I think we're going to just keep on. I think our growth season is going to continue for a while. When we get into two services, I think that we'll, we'll grow some more. It's awesome. It's fun. It's fun. But not every season is a growth season. Because after the growth season comes the sifting season. The sifting season. Where some of the people decide it's not so much fun anymore. Some people you thought were with you weren't really with you. You look around and they're not there anymore. Same way in a corporation or organization. And here's what, something else you need to understand. The people in an organization, the people that get you to a certain point, many of them are not the same people that get you to the next point. So there's the growth season. Then there's the sifting season. There's people that are coming, but there's also people that are going. The front door is working, but now the back door is working. And it'll happen. It always does. And then the maintenance season. Where you've sifted and you're, you know, you're up here. Now you're here. You maintain for a while. And then, oh, here it comes again. Here comes another growth season. Or at least if your organization, your church, your ministry is, um, if it's healthy. Okay? Okay so a plus leaders anticipate peaks and valleys so they're not you know they're all gung ho in the growth season but when the sifting season comes they know they know that after that after the peak comes what a valley right Do, 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 do you know the definition of a valley? The definition of a valley is a low place between mountains. Isn't that good? So, you know, we talk about a valley being bad, but it's not necessarily bad. A valley is a low place between mountains, it means that you just come from a mountain. Well, you may not still be up on top of the mountain, but it also means that just ahead there's another mountain. Well, the hard part about that is you've got to climb the mountain. But the good news is there's another mountain waiting for you to climb, and you're going to have another peak. Does that make sense? And Let me tell you that that happens in, in marriage as well sometimes. There's peaks and there's valleys. There's peaks and there's valleys. Okay? So if you're on the on top of the mountain, that's awesome, that's incredible, but let me tell you there's a, there's a valley coming. But that's not so bad because on the other side of that valley, when you get through that valley, there's another mountain. Does that make sense? Okay, so A-plus leaders anticipate peaks and valleys. They understand seasons. They understand, back to your notes, the times of year. The times of year. In a church, I know when the when the attendance is going to be up, and I know when it's going to be down most of the time. And because I know that, I anticipate it, you know, when, when the crowd is off 100 people, I don't get too bummed about it, because, wait a minute. It's Labor Day weekend, and that's what's coming up this weekend. And so I know last Sunday, a week ago Sunday, we had 501. I'm not a prophet, but let me prophesy. We will not have 501 this Sunday. Hopefully we don't have 301. Absolutely. Help help us out, Chris. But I promise you, we won't have we won't set a record this sunday cuz it's labor day weekend i've been in this 43 years i know i'm not negative i just know so i anticipate that so my mindset is okay it's not going to be a record crowd i'm still going to give it 110% i'm going to preach like it like it is a record crowd cuz i'm not preaching to a crowd i'm you know i'm trying to give excellence in everything i do and I also know the one I'm really trying to please, and that's my Lord, okay? So, but I'm just saying, just using an illustration. So, they anticipate peaks and valleys. The, the times of year for, for, for a church tells you, you know, uh, you know right after school starts, man, everybody, you know, everybody comes in from vacation, from off the lake, whatever. The kids are back in school. People are back in a routine the attendance is up for a while okay but then comes thanksgiving everybody goes to grandma's at thanksgiving okay and then christmas well christmas sunday when you have whatever the big hoop to do is for the christmas you may have a big crowd but the two weeks before and the two weeks after sorry it's going to be very mediocre Anticipate peaks and valleys. That helps your emotions. The times of year. And, you know, helps determine peaks and valleys. You understand that. The age, back to our notes, the age of the program or ministry will help you anticipate peaks and valleys. The passion... The passion of the leader for the particular situation. All of these and more will dictate the peaks and valleys. So A-plus leaders anticipate peaks and valleys. Every ministry has its, has its seasons. And number two, every ministry has its stress. Every ministry has its stress. So, because of that, A-plus leaders prepare for stress. Since every ministry has its stress, you anticipate stress, you know it's coming, prepare yourself for stress. How do you do that? One way you do is take your time off just before. Take time off just before high stress times and just after them if possible. That might be good for you at work. Ask for your vacation just before your high stress times come and just after they're over good time for a vacation we're about to go to two services we did two services for 8 years but we haven't done them in 2 years we have a lot of new workers that have never done two services so our stress level will be increased there will be some bumps and some bruises. There will be some, some uh, blunders. We won't do everything perfect the first week or the first month. It will be a relearning process. So we're about to go back to two services. We, I know, been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. I know our stress level will be increased because I'm aware of this. I went to my full-time staff members and I said, I want you to take time off. I'm giving you an extra week. I'm giving you an extra week of vacation and I want you to take it before we start two services. So, what, a month ago, three weeks ago, Pastor Clay went on vacation. This past week, Pastor Sean and Pastor Krista have been on vacation. Pastor Chris, I just hired him, and I told him to take his vacation before he got here. (laughs) And he did. He went to California to see his family, and they spent time out there before they came on staff. So he already... So So since... If you're an A-plus or excellent leader, you will anticipate... Stress, and you'll prepare yourself for stress, and you'll prepare your team for stress. One way you do it is by taking time off just before high stress times or just after, if possible. How do you, how do you manage stress as an A-plus or excellent leader? Don't allow your emotions to get too high. Don't allow your emotions to get too high during growth times. Don't don't get too excited about Easter number. The Easterites will be gone the Sunday after Easter, and you won't see them till Christmas or next Easter. So don't get too don't write a book on church growth when you double your crowd on Easter. It's not a true number. Don't allow yourself to get too, your emotions to get too high. I can't get too high about 501 on a regular Sunday because it happened one Sunday. When it starts happening on a regular basis, then I would get I am excited about it and I think it's awesome because it lets me know what the potential is. The potential is there. And that's in one service. So if we could do it one even though we just have done it once so far, even though we just did it once, but we did it in one service, you know, I know then man when we go to two services, then we should do that pretty easily on a consistent basis. And then on to six and on to seven and on for the glory of God. Amen. So don't allow your emotions to get too high during growth times. Because what, comes, what goes up must come down. Peaks and valleys, right? Because after the mountaintop comes what? The valley. But don't, get, but don't allow it back to our notes. Don't allow your emotions to get too low in declining times. When you're in the valley, guess what's just ahead? A mountain because the definition of a valley is what a low place between two mountains it means you've just came from off of the mountain well you're not on the mountaintop anymore but even though you're in the valley if you'll look ahead you can see there's another mountain ahead and yeah you're going to have to climb that mountain but it's going to be worth it when you get to the top amen Understand, this is just a part of the cycle. Let me give you a brand new favorite scripture. How many have a favorite scripture? Let me give you a brand new one to add to that one. Here's your favorite new favorite. You ready for your new favorite scripture? The Bible says, and it came to pass. Joke. Came to pass. Well, and then it will say, it came to pass, then it'll tell you something. But it came to pass. Well, that means if it came to pass, it means it didn't come to stay. All right? You guys are a hard bunch tonight. You're tired. You're hungry. Did y'all eat before church? Maybe that's what it is. You worked hard. You ate. Now you're, no, you're a great crowd. I'm, I'm, I'm teasing you. You're a great, awesome Wednesday night crowd. Amen. Well, did you learn anything tonight? Did you, were you reminded of anything tonight? Did it help you any tonight? Father, thank you for uh, the time that we've had together tonight. Thank you for these that have, that have come. Thank you for the incredible principles of your word. Uh, God, it is our, our desire, Father, to do everything we do with excellence. People are watching us. People that we don't even know are watching us, are watching us. They're learning from us, whether they're learning right or wrong, good or bad. They're learning from us. So, Father, help us to understand that and recognize that. Recognize that all of us are leading someone or something. So if we're leading someone or something, help us to lead with excellence. To learn how to be not just a C or B or average leader, but an A plus, excellent leader. Father, for the glory of God, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.